Content warning. This episode of D&D and TV contains discussions of eating disorders. Hey awesome nerds and welcome to another episode of D&D and TV, the podcast where we take and re-watch shows that we really enjoy and talk about how the themes, concept and characters can be used in your role-playing games. I am your host Jeremy and I am joined by my co-host Meek who is really sad that the pie has become roadkill. I was I wanted to make a turkey noise and go gobble gobble but it doesn't really make sense in this. Maybe the turkey's roadkill. Gobble, gobble. We're recording this around Thanksgiving, but it's not actually Thanksgiving for the the people listening. So even that is probably a little bit weird for them. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so glad we have that noise on um, on audio. It's just going to be <laughs> your intro track forevermore. I love it. I'm okay with this. I'm very you know what? I've actually never celebrated Thanksgiving. I've never actually. I don't even know if I've. I probably have eaten turkey at some stage, but like, maybe not deliberately. <laughs> like, I haven't actively, like, I haven't actively sought out turkey. Like, if I've eaten turkey, it's been an incidental turkey where it was just an assorted cold meat. For those you of you I mean? playing the drinking game at home, that is exactly 40 seconds before we're off on a tangent. This isn't a tangent. That's related. This is a Thanksgiving episode, and I'm just trying to make it a connection to self. Which is that, that I that don't celebrate Thanksgiving. I just eat incidental turkey. Incidental, tur- accidental turkey, perhaps. Uh, I just like the idea well, that you... it's not an accident. I'm consuming meat. I just don't... Just, you just don't, don't know it's turkey. seeking out turkey. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Yeah, maybe it is accidental turkey. Yeah. Gobble, gobble, gobble. There we go. Uh, Because we are talking about Gossip Girl 2007, the uh, Stephanie Savage and Josh Schwartz magnum opus. That's not actually what it is for them, but it's certainly something yes. that... Um, yes! Look, they, they have a number of other works that could be described as their magnum opus. But we are talking about episode... We are talking about episode nine, Blair Waldorf Must Pie, which was directed by Mark Piznarski and written by Jessica Queller and K.G. Steinberg. In this episode, when Dan finds out that Serena and her family are celebrating Thanksgiving alone, he na- naively invites him to spend the holiday with his family. Um, so wait, you've never, you've really never celebrated Thanksgiving? No, I, I have, no, I have not. I haven't really had to. I'm not really, I don't know why I'm surprised. Um, I have celebrated Thanksgiving a number of times. It's usually just an excuse to take the day off work, drink and eat a lot of food. Um, for me, since being in Australia, we're just like, Hey, whatever. It's a day. Oh, wait, what day is, is it 24th of November? Is that it's what the last things? Thursday in November. Oh, so it changes. It's like the Melbourne Cup of Turkeys. That's right. Yes. It's not Horse Day, it's Turkey Day. Ah. Yeah, because we've got enough public go. holidays just in, in, in our state. What with Football Day and um, War Day yeah. and Rabbit mm. Day and Horse Day. Queen Day. Queen Day. Uh, we've got Queen Day. We've got Invasion Day. And so, yeah, we've got a number of days. We don't need a, a one to say thank you. So 
That doesn't mean we don't know what Thanksgiving is all about because we live in a world where America exists and makes most of the media that we consume. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're very aware of what Thanksgiving means in general. Yeah, to give thanks if- I like I like shows that have Thanksgiving in them. Um, that's part of the... I just like them in general when it's on TV. But I do also like festivals and holidays in my D&D games as well. And I'm wondering, Meek, have you run any games... Like, the the best example in popular D&D media, I would say, is Critical Role, where they have Winter's Crest. Or certainly in Campaign 1, where they Cute. have Winter's Crest. And the, mm. the episode where they did Winter's Crest, it was like games and fun and shenanigans for most of the episode, rather than like a heavy arc that they'd just gone through or building the next arc. And do you do festivals like that? Do you have games and stuff? Or do you just like say in the background... It's nearly Christmas, despite the fact that Jesus doesn't exist in this world. <laughs> no, I had a, I've actually just played this out in my campaign in my homebrew, uh, and the festival is called Yemana Ora, and it was a traders' festival, and essentially I based it off Black Friday, and it was a weekend where all the like merchants could essentially get rid of their shit old stock and like sell stuff off cheap and there's a big festival where like traders from all around come to sell but there's also like an archery competition like a fighting pit and a pie eating competition and you know fortune tellers and all that kind of shit is like stuff as well um and it's super fun uh except someone died at mine and so then my party didn't really do the festival because they were like oh this is bad people have died so they've been dealing with that so wait was it like a murder mystery at the festival because that sounds cool too yeah yeah it happened at the festival essentially there were these like there were these like uh, potion sellers selling like, you know, hair oils and stuff. And then people started drinking them because they were giving away free samples and they essentially just started dropping dead. And then people went to get the poison sellers and they were like, oh, we don't know what happened. And so they had to work out, were they lying or telling the truth? Did they get tainted? And I think I know happened? this adventure. Dun, dun, dun. Have, have I seen this adventure in um, the Game Master's Book of Random <laughs> Encounters? You have seen a, a version of this adventure. I love that adventure. I haven't had a chance to run it. It yeah. looks so much fun. Yes. I have given it a bit of a facelift and a bit of a more sinister undertone to fit in with some other overarching things, but yes. The concept is, was there. That is so cool. See, yeah. I I always have one major festival in my world of Terniata where it's called Ternia's Gift. It's the day when every sentient species celebrates the fact that the world was created by this one god and they were every creature was given life. And so on this day, you're not allowed to eat meat. You can only eat vegetables. You can't carry a weapon. You're not allowed to do any sort of violence. It doesn't matter what's going on. If you are an intelligent species, you celebrate this day. It's just, it's laid down by every single one of the gods. And it also ah. means that anyone who wants to be like, I'm really saying fuck you to the gods, they will cause violence on that day. So every single time I've had an adventure on that day, something bad happens. And it's just, it's really fun, a way of being like, cool, so all you adventurers, you've got your kick-ass swords, you're going to leave those at home. It's Tony, Tony's Gift. Not, nothing happens on Tony's <laughs> Gift. Orcs don't attack on Tony's Gift. No one robs you on Tony's Gift. And then, like, a monster comes out of the ocean and starts attacking the festival, and you're like, cool, you don't have your sword. It's 10 minutes away. Hey, what are you going to do? Have yeah, fun. That's sick. It's- that's sick. Every year. It's like the equivalent of, like, putting your, putting your weapon in coat check as you go yeah. in. Yeah. I like well, it. I like it. Yeah. 
The reason I bring those up is because this episode, I couldn't find anything else to do with an RPG in, um, in, in, that could work for this episode. There's just, well, okay. The, it starts off with Gossip Girl basically going, I don't, I don't write gossip on holidays. During Thanksgiving, yeah. I go to the stove. I just don't do anything. And that's kind of how I feel about the RPG elements of this episode. They're just going, nah, nah, we don't got them. <laughs> We're on holiday this time. Would disagree. I would say that once we get into what has happened, and I don't want to give away the the plot just yet, but I would say that unexpected uh, backstory NPCs meeting each other is always entertaining. Oh yeah, or like yeah, running works. into a running into a NPC or PC from your backstory without realizing is always an interesting uh, little turn of events. That's true. Maybe I wasn't delving deep enough. Uh, and it's good that you didn't want to spoil anything for this episode because we are a spoiler-free podcast. But the one thing mm. that we will always bring up because it is revealed in the final episode um, is that Dan Humphrey is Gossip Girl. That this, um, so I guess <laughs> that's the noise he makes. That's the noise that he makes when he when he types them. He's like gobble 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 gobble. Sometimes he signs off XOXO, but I'm sure that's just what tur- how turkeys say it, too. Uh, you can't see the hand motions that Meek's doing, audience, but trust me, they're very turkey-related. I can't promise you that'll be my last turkey for this episode. It's just such a fun noise that I don't get to do enough. There's don't, enough turkeys don't, pr- making, you know don't, make, don't make promises you can't keep. I'm going to go and add more turkeys to my game after this because I really enjoy that sound and I wanted to use it more. Oh, God, <gasps> this like is going to be like game. the rats. A whole turkey-relevant is- game. This is going to be like the rats from the last episode or the other episode, isn't yeah. it? Where everything's just a larger and larger rat. It's going to be turkeys yeah. all the way down. You how know many what? Tur- what is a turkey I would play on the that CR? Game. What is a, how many CR is a turkey? Uh, I would say probably zero, honestly. And then if you get a slightly large turkey, it might be one and a half, one eighth. Okay, and then do you, you have- need turkey stats? <laughs> Someone has made this. Oh, of course they have. This is clearly... I would be stunned if they haven't. All right. Oh, there's a and giant the, turkey. We don't want a giant turkey. I would really like to th- see the Tadakan uh, stats or the Tadakan monster stats. But could you, you couldn't, oh, a dire turkey. Oh, a dire turkey would be at least up to a, a CR2, I think. Uh, oh, this one is a CR6. This, a dire turkey, according to this person who made this, uh, whose name I can't see, so apologies. Uh, is 152 HP and an AC of 14. Jesus, how big oh is that God. turkey? Someone under 152 okay, I have to just point hit points. Yeah. For a dire turkey. But I guess it's got a lot of stuffing. Uh, what does it say? What is it? It's a huge beast. Does it have some uh, sort of hypnotic ability? If you cause enough damage to it, you go to sleep. It has a thing called a haunting warble where each creature of the turkey's choice that is within 120 feet must save a wisdom save or be frightened. I oh, know that's not the same thing. What does that sound like? <laughs> but like with an echo on it. Imagine it with an echo like. <laughs> oh, God. Let's go. Let's talk turkeys about the Turkeys are scary. Episode. Turkeys are fucking nuts. 
Turkeys are the worst of all all poultry. There are only two birds I will eat. Well, actually, that's not true. There are a lot of birds that I will eat. Most birds I will eat, in fact. But uh, turkey are high on the list of animals I will eat. And not just because they're delicious. Because they're so scary? Yeah. Yeah. A turkey will kill me and eat me, given the chance. And do that you like cassowaries? Uh, How do you feel eat? like cassowaries, then? No, like, just to, like, as in on your bird scale. Like, if Again, turkeys are kind of, like, down low, where does a cassowary fit on that? Uh, cassowary is probably a little bit above, but not much higher, honestly. Yeah, right. Fair enough. Because I, I think they're the Australian turkey. I mean, I'd say emus are the Australian turkey, honestly. Cassowaries are more like the the Australian velociraptor. Mm. I feel like emus are too big to be the Australian turkey. Yeah, but they're delicious. Maybe just like those, a, you know what's the Australian turkey? turkey? So. Those, what about those, those big show? You know when you go to the Royal Show and people show those chickens? Those really big, fat chickens? Turkeys? No, chickens. <laughs> Look at all these chickens. No, like big fat chickens that people like breed specifically to show them. They're like show chickens, and they and they live in like padded, like beautiful, like. Are you familiar with chicken showing? I, I when I go to the show, I don't go to the the animal exhibits. I go to the like everything else. Oh. I grew up in the country. I don't need to see animals. I don't need to go to the show to see animals. I drive past them every day. Oh my god! See, I my thing is, I grew up in the country, therefore I want to see all the animals because I miss them because I don't get to have them anymore. Right. I go. I'm I'm the adult that at the you know the kids' petting farm. I'm yep. the one weird adult sitting in there. Yeah. Letting the yeah. like guinea pigs and like bunnies and like goats run all over me. So gossip girl. Yeah. So gossip girl. So we were saying backstory and and how this is is this the first episode where we've had like a proper flashback. Well, no, because we had the flashback of Nate and Serena doing it on the bar. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. There was a little bit of a sepia, but that was very blurry, like and drunken recollection. This is like proper scene flashbacks. Like, this is what happened. Mm. Same characters, like mm. storyline almost for the flashback. Yeah. Like, it's an ongoing yeah. thing in this scene or in this episode. Because we start off with um, Serena drunk. It, like, it's, it comes out with a big uh, Chiron. Uh, saying Thanksgiving last mm. year, it's like cool, yeah. good, good to good to know. And it's this weird orange text which feels very seventies almost. It's like okay, and it's a, it's mm. a different. There's a like a a seepiness to it, like a different um, filter over the lens, so you know that it's not the present day. Basically, Serena is yes. drunk in the street, just kind of wandering in around Brooklyn, trying. No less. Yeah, she's in Brooklyn. Um, and Blair's just like trying to keep her under control and keep her out of the road. Um, she's very much wanting pie. I'm not sure why she wants pie. And then the mm-hmm. most New York thing. Oh, Dan spots her. He's bringing pie, but it's it's all about pie. I mean, this episode's called Blair Waldorf Must Pie. There's like a whole bunch of layers going mm. on in that. And yeah, Dan sees her. He's got his pie. Realizes he's going to get hit. She's going to get hit by a car. Saves her life. Basically, she just wanders into the street, and the pie is ruined. And the most New York thing ever happens, where he's just like, "Hey, right of way, buddy, right away." I'm walking here. I'm walking here. It's like I now believe that Dan grew up in Brooklyn. So I finally Ah, believe this of him. Finally. Yeah. It's like the most Brooklyn thing that has happened on. 
on this this show of Dan Serena nearly getting hit by a cab and yelling at the driver, despite the fact that she wandered into the street in front of a car. No, 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 the driver is at fault. Yeah, well, she, I wouldn't even say she wants. She was just freaking like as well. I've been intoxicated in my life once, <clears throat> and you don't just wander into the street. Like oh, she was trashed. I don't know. Yeah, but you don't just like she was. She was far too deliberate, though. Still, like I didn't believe Serena Vanderwoodson was drunk. If I'm going to be on, like for a small, tiny floor of the show, I'll say my first one is that I didn't believe Serena Vanderwoodson was. She, it felt like she was acting. Yeah, I'll I give guess. you that. Yeah, she didn't yeah. look. She was too well made up as well. It's like if you're that drunk, you look a little sloppy. And and it like was early hair in the morning, not that which gives the illusion. No, and because she would have been out all night. Like yeah. it wasn't like she'd been day drinking. This was meant to be like Blair picking her up at what we, it seems to be about like maybe like ten, eleven. Like because Dan uh, was out getting the pies, getting ready for like lunch. Yeah, I feel that it's dinner, so like it could somewhere between midday and like two, maybe three. Oh. Like so, there's like a three hour window that you'd be eating. Right. Uh, and so this could be, I'd say it's probably about, it's 10.30, like 10.30 to 11 in the morning. She's either still out from the night before or she started very mm. early. Mm. Either way, it's not mm. a good look for Serena. Um, but no. Dan does does introduce us himself and he's like, hi, I'm Dan. We actually kind of have met before. And she's like, cool. Thanks, Dave. It's like, yeah, got to love it. That's um, yeah. It's fun when people don't know who Dan is. It's just enjoyable to me. And then we get a little cut to what they're like now as Serena's on the way to see Blair in the cab and she's talking to Dan and they're dating. Oh, how cute they are. And he's being all like, oh, I might actually remember this year, which is again, oh my God, Serena, how many times have you been blackout drunk on Thanksgiving? Yeah. Yeah, you're 17. Yeah, you should... this is, yeah, this is definitely not the, last year wasn't the first time either. But we know that oh, Serena's just... gone through some troubled times. So we're told, yes. Mm. It's like um, telling, not showing. That's always great. Anyway, there she's uh, going to go to Blair's for Thanksgiving. We get a little bit of this is what the episode will entail uh, from them. And then Dan arrives back at the loft where Allison is stealing Rufus's job and cooking all the food. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe this is why Rufus cooks all the time because Allison used to. Oh, yeah. Maybe he's like I. I can provide now. Oh, oh, I like that. I do also like the fact though that Rufus just always cooked, but this is just Allison trying to, you know, make amends in a way or like. Um, yeah, I, I think that's very much what it is. She is trying to. Yeah reclaim everything that she's missed out on over the last several months of of not being there for her family she's like no no i'll overcompensate with food and they do comment on it like they're like you've made enough for an army of course it's it's way too much and dan still dan seems to be only one of the family who's not allowing them to move on he's like yeah well whatever i mean i guess you miss so much uh and jenny's like no no we're being positive you can shut the fuck up dan Mm. Uh, so way to go, yeah. little raggedy. That's um, that's good job for her, because she's not in much of this episode. So I feel that they only well, she's in no. the flashback, but it, she's basically doing the same thing in the flashback as she is in the present day. She's just chopping vegetables. 
It's like that's her yeah. entire role. But it's I, like, like, I like how they aged her in the in the uh, in the flashback though, because they, they. Oh, maybe we'll wait till we get to the part. Yeah. Okay. But cool. I want to say aged her like. Yeah. Cool. Because we do this in chronological order. Sure. <laughs> um, so we go over to what Blair is doing. Um, mm-hmm. She and Serena are talking about what Blair is going to be making for for the dinner. And she's really stoked because her dad is back. Her dad is going to be back in town. She's making his famous pumpkin pie for dessert because, you know, that's their mm-hmm. daddy-daughter thing. It's really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But she's obviously really happy. And Serena's just like, so is it a, a, you seem happier than this could could warrant is it about a boy and and Blair's like no me and Nate are not back together because Gossip Girl was all like hey some skank is with with Nate and Serena who very much saw Blair and Chuck getting Mm -hmm. it on last episode is just like Mm -hmm. what about Chuck poke 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 gentle Mm -hmm. probe pushed prod um not at all subtle which is probably good because Blair does not take the bait at all, and Serena basically just has to say, "I saw you with Chuck." Mm. Like, you're not hiding it. I saw you with Chuck, Blair. Yeah. Um, and then Blair kind of just goes, "Well, yeah, I can't believe I slept with him twice." Yes. Which, which Serena didn't know. So. No. Um, always fun when a party member just blurts out the secret to somebody who's not meant to know it like hey we're going to kill yeah. the king and the king's standing there like you're going to do what now yeah <laughs> are you saying this in front of them <laughs> yeah that's one of my favorite friends. you you know you're still there right right okay cool yeah. uh and then i stopped liking this scene because it just became slut shame between the two of them yeah well look Girls are interesting creatures, uh, as one. Uh, it's fascinating what what we. I I think this is a, this is very two thousand and seven. I'd like to think that now in the in the age of two thousand and twenty one, we have come you know far in this realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I have to say. <laughs> you hope we have. We will see. I I can see why they're why Blair is getting on the defensive because she's defensive about, you know, the whole Chuck situation. Because she doesn't want to admit that she has feelings for the bad boy who secretly, even when she was dating Nate, she knew the relationship was dead in the last six months or like eight months, possibly, possibly even nine months. She's been secretly seeing this little spark with Chuck and like trying to squash that deep down and pretend it's not there. And so she's embarrassed because she's actually, she's actually in love with him as well. And she knows their soulmates. Sure. There was there was a moment. <laughs> I'm just going to brush fast all of that. Sure. Uh, no, no. I I actually agree with you in this regard. That there was a moment when she's talking about. Um, I can't remember if if Serena's like, Chuck must be good in bed or something, and Blair's like, well, I'm not there for his manly musk. I'm like, that's an interesting phrase. I feel that you've been thinking about his manly musk for a little while now, Blair. Otherwise, you wouldn't mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. that into. It's like, yeah, you've got some, you got some feels, as the kids call it yeah. now. Chuck Bass would wear imported, like European cologne that is like small batch, handmade by, you know, Virgins some curated Virgin nuns. Yeah. Like he, that feels he's like not going do. down to. No, yeah, he's not going down to Macy's and buying some Paco Rabanne. Let's put it that way. Is there a brand called Hugo Bass? Is that is that a thing? <laughs> I think you might be thinking of Hugo Boss. 
Oh, okay. Maybe in this universe it's Hugo Bass and it's actually a Bass family thing. <laughs> Maybe. And that's what he wears because I feel like he would be the person that wears the family brand of cologne. Mm, mm. Like the Hill Fingers. Fingers? Yeah. Fingers. Mm. Yeah. And the Kleins. Mm-hmm. So either way, um, the two girls have a fight. They do not get along um, yeah. because of this. And Serena goes, you know what? I'm just going to go. I'm not going to have Thanksgiving with you. I'm going to leave. And just as Eleanor comes in and goes, oh, when is your mother getting here? It's like, never. My mother is never getting here, Eleanor. We are not having Thanksgiving with you and you can ask Blair why not. And Blair's like, yeah, because we don't want you, bitch. Tell me you didn't sleep with Chuck for revenge. Well, it wasn't because I like his natural musk. And besides, nothing hurts more than sleeping with a best friend, right, S? Way to prove a point. Well, I learned from the master. If you're sleeping with Chuck, I'd say the students become the master. Are you jealous? You didn't get to sleep with him first? <laughs> there had to be somebody left on the Upper East Side. Blair, darling, are you going to help me at all? Serena, do you know when your mother's arriving? She's not. We're not doing Thanksgiving here anymore. Oh, why? Because I uninvited them. Yeah. Yeah, Blair, won't, Blair doesn't step down. No, I like that, that they, it does become like this es, like this escalation between the two of them. It's like, oh, if you're going to do that, I'm going to do this. If you're going to do that, I'm going to do this. And they just don't don't step down. Yeah. It's rare that a, um, a Thanksgiving episode has the major fight within the first five minutes of the show. Is it? Would, that, would you say that was pushing the envelope or like would you say that that is innovative in the field? Would you say that this is evidence of a show that is obviously well thought out and ahead of its time? No. I would say that it is novel <laughs> and is attempting something. Um, <laughs> that is attempting something. Yeah. Like the most, it's the most, like, open phrase. Yeah. You could, you could say that with any anything, any any piece of media. Okay. It is attempting something. It is, it, is try- <laughs> it is trying to do what you're saying it's doing. It's trying to be, look, we're changing the dynamic of the the Thanksgiving episode. We're going to have the stakes raised up at the beginning. So when we have the heartwarmingness at the end, it's um, it's even more heartwarming. But it, it just feels like they need an excuse to get Serena away from Blair for the episode. I don't no. know. It, I don't know. It makes sense that they've got this what? drama... And I'm glad that it didn't have a whole episode of Serena being like, but I know about you and Chuck and Blair just being like, no, nothing's happening. This is like, get that out in the open. That's great. I like that. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just, yeah, normally you don't have the big fight this early. It's just, it's interesting. Um, I don't, I think it's very much a plot. It's a plot point. Of course it's a plot point. Anyway, let's just move on. Mm. Yeah, because this next scene is where I, I I think I fell in love with Lily for the first time. I would agree with that. This is my favorite Lily scene so far. I mean, I've had some yeah. some enjoyable Lily scenes when she gets into the bants with Rufus, but yeah, this is spot on what I'm here for with Elizabeth and Woodson. Uh, do you want to? Yeah. Well, since since you fell in love with her here, do you want to tell the audience about her? 
Yeah, well, what I love about her, I think it's because this is the first time I personally had a connection to Lily because so far I have nothing in common with this woman whatsoever. But I just love the fact that she, like her kids are like, you don't cook, mom. This is not what we do. Uh, and then she's just going through this market being like, look at all this food. We could have any of this. This is all things we can eat. <laughs> and like picking up the pumpkin and being like, this is festive. And oh, I like, love, oh I God, love Eric's response so to that. Your depth. Yeah. I love Eric's like, we're going to eat a pumpkin. Really? Yeah. And he, he points out they don't even have a kitchen. No. <laughs> they no. live in a hotel. Yeah. Which one would assume um, has room service. They don't need to, like, get food at the market. You know what I, I particularly love about this scene is that Lily clearly had the Thanksgiving plans of going to the Waldorfs and those big dinner or whatever they do every year. And Serena has just gone, no, we're not going. She's like, all right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I like that too. I like the fact that she's like, oh, girls are at it again. Yep. I guess we'll go get some duck and pumpkin. Yeah. And uh, have that. And that's right. She's like, and look, look, these, these herbs smell so nice. These smell great. Yes. So we can starve in a fragrant hotel room. We're not starving. Look, I got us into this mess, so I'm going to get us out of it. It's like, yeah. do you know what the herbs are for, Lily? I don't know. It's like, no. I have to admit, when I first moved out of home, when I first moved out of home, and I was very lucky when I lived at home, I didn't really have to do a lot of cooking because I didn't enjoy it and I wasn't good at it. Um, so when I first moved out of home, I do remember going to a farmer's market and being like blown away by like all these things that I didn't know what they were. And I just bought all this crap being like, like I bought shallots and I bought asparagus. Like I've never cooked any yep. of this food before, but I was like, oh, this is so exotic. Got it home was like, it all just died. Cause I was like, I don't know how to use, I can't put any of this on a pizza. I don't think. I have done like, that at, <laughs> at least three or four times uh, in my life. <laughs> Essentially, every time I move house or first time I moved out of home, oh. it was a month's worth of groceries in a weekend. Uh, mm-hmm. Last time I moved house, I, I was smart and didn't do that. The time before that, it was mm-hmm. discover the new shopping area and buy the things that we mm-hmm. threw out because we did, thought we didn't need. But it turns out we actually mm-hmm. do need them uh, or they were broken. It was, mm-hmm. oh, we'll get a new one when we go shopping, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It always, mm-hmm. yeah, I, Okay. This is something, a trick I learned from moving houses and when you move out of home. It's something mm-hmm. I learned from Gilmore Ooh, Girls. Oh, this is a D&D and TV pod life hack? Yeah, I would say it's a Gilmore Girls life hack, but since that's where I learned it from, but it is a great idea. If you move to a new house, a new suburb, anything like that, the first weekend or maybe even the first night or so that you actually have dinner, you order from eight or nine different restaurants in the area. And you just order something basic from each one, but you can't order the same thing twice. That way you've got a ton of leftovers and you only mm-hmm. eat a bit from each one. And if you mm-hmm. can do it right, you do it something like there's some some Asian, some Indian, some um, African food, like just a whole mix of them, but you got the rice so you can kind of put them all together. But then you mm-hmm. have so many leftovers, but you also know what you're going to like in that area and you can reorder from those places. That's a good life hack. You should put that yeah. on TikTok. Or you can do it with pizza as well, but it works best if you like, like kind of pick a fight, like pizza fight club. Yeah, yeah. I love so that. Oh the God, last one standing that. is the best one. It costs a hell of a lot of money, so maybe don't do it just as you're moving out of home, unless your parents are still around to to pay for it, uh, which is what happens in Gilmore. As an adult, it, though, if you're moving house and already paying like three thousand dollars to move because moving is one of the most expensive hobbies one can have. 
Yeah. Um, why not chuck it on top? Yeah. And if you're smart and have your friends help you move to save on costs, you've got people who will help you eat all this food you just ordered. Don't be that. That's 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 neutral evil. Don't ask your friends to help you move. Speaking yes. of neutral evil, Dan calls halfway through this little shopping expedition the Vander Woodsons are on and um, discovers that they're out of Thanksgiving. They, they're going to starve in a hotel room that smells really nice and basically goes, no, 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 no. Vanessa's out of town. I'm guarding the van so I can come pick you up from wherever they're wandering through in, in Manhattan, it seems some sort of mm-hmm. some market. Anyway, he's going to drive over and bring them over and they're going to have Thanksgiving at the Humphreys loft. Um, mm. Yay, Dan saved Thanksgiving. Yay. This is not going to backfire in any way. Yeah. And how the, uh, what's it called? Like a, when, uh, no, nah, lost it. That was a good story and well told. <laughs> It'll come back to me. Sure. I'll keep moving on. Lily's expression is pretty classic when um, when she realizes Comedy of what's... errors. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> do, so you, sorry. do you want to go with that line again? Like it's a comedy of errors. Like when, oh, yes. When people... Like people that you know that like they know something that you don't know and you know that there's going to be like things go wrong yeah. that they don't know and it's going to be like a ah! like yeah, the it's... 12 Angry Men or something, a funny thing happened on the way of the forum. Citro. You, 12 Angry Men is not, I don't think that's the one you're thinking no, of. I think, no, I don't think it is. That's why I, I just, just, yeah, I just... <laughs> just breeze past it. No, I'm not letting you up on that one. Twelve Angry Men is not a not a comedy of errors. No, Twelve Angry no, Men is a very very good film about a jury. It's like this is anyway. Anyway. Maybe I saw a parody of it. I don't know. Uh, Maybe it was someone's TikTok and their handle was just at Twelve Angry Men. I don't know. So interestingly enough, I haven't actually read a comedy of errors. Uh, the the Shakespearean play. I assume it. Oh. It's very good. Uh, I would, you know what? I would say that this episode of Gossip Girl is attempting to become a Shakespearean style comedy right now. It is certainly yes. attempting something. Because because it is so well written and going to become such a, a place in our legacy of media a la Shakespeare. Oh, oh no, I put you on mute for that whole section. Oh no. <laughs> so. <laughs> So then we get the flashback again, now that everything is kind of set up for that drama. Uh, we get the setup of the mm-hmm. next drama of the episode with Serena, well, Blair being fed mashed potato by a very drunk Serena. And mm-hmm. I believe, this is, this is why I really love the flashbacks, because we get to see what Blair and Serena's relationship was like, mm. like before all the things happened. And- yeah. They are just cute. They're nice and fun yeah. and happy. And I want to see them nice and fun and happy. So Blair, Blair's dad comes in and, oh, my God, it's John Shear. And Meek's looking blank at that because John Shear was the Lex Luthor, the Lex Luthor when I was growing up, when watching Lo- uh, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. So it's just cool to see him in this now. 
Was that a good show? Should I go back no. and watch that? Because I wasn't. No. Okay. It was All so right. bad. Well, there we go. It that was, was a, so that was bad. A very firm I'm, answer. I may still have some DVDs of it here. I'll, if I do, I'll lend them to you, and you will be stunned at how bad they are. Dean Kane also not a cool guy. So um, there's that. Oh, it says that uh, Shea's portrayal of Luther was full of icy cool humor, a glass of cognac, a cigar, or a beautiful woman at his side. Yeah, he was badass. Oh, but he has his hair. He did, I think, until like season three, and then he lost the hair. Oh, yeah, so I was kind gotcha, of. Gotcha. This, this is why Lois and Clark was so controversial. That, oh my God, Lex Luther had hair. There's, there's a whole bunch of problems with Lois and Clark. Oh. Either way, every time I see every time I see John Shear, I'm like, "Hey, it's Lex Luthor." So um, this is just this is just for Jeremy right now. All right. Well, every time okay. I see John Shear, I say Blair's dad. That's fair too. To me, he's like Lex Luthor is Blair's dad, and that tracks. Huh. Like, I'm quite fine yeah. with um, Lex Luthor being Blair's dad. That's really cool. Blair's awesome. Yeah, and. This actually, to me, when you see, when I find an actor that I recognize in a show like this, it always feels like when the DM does the same voice for an NPC. <laughs> like yeah. when you're like, isn't that the same same guy that we met like three doors down? It's like, okay, look, I've got three voices. <laughs> and one of them is my regular speaking voice. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Back to what's happening in the episode uh, and the scene, because I really enjoy this scene. Um, There's a little bit of a hint of like a foreshadowing stuff because Mm. Eleanor comes in with his canapes and is like, is ranting about how great they are. And she offers one to Blair and Blair's like, no, I'm stuffed. I already had 15 of them when, when dad was making them. And there's a little bit of a, a thing between, between her. Do we know his name yet? Do we know Blair's dad's name yet? Harold, I want to say. Yeah, it is Harold, but I don't okay. think I don't know if it's quite yet. I think Eleanor I think maybe says Eleanor Harold. meant to say like, oh, like yeah, like Harold, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but either way, there's a little yeah. bit of between them being like, are you sure that's a good idea? And you're like, no, she's been fine for like months now. And you're like, mm. what, what's going on? What's going on, guys? Why are you talking about Blair and whispering and shit? But we've already had in previous episodes, we've had hints about her um, eating disorder. Yeah. So yeah, it this one—it's it's not too hard um, to. Yeah, there's certainly been an element of Eleanor being aware of what Blair's eating, mm. but this is the first time we've had someone else comment on it, and her dad being like, "She's fine now." It's like, but up until now, we have only seen her mother being very rigorous about the, and and rigid mm. about what Blair eats. It hasn't been explicit mm. the way it becomes in this episode. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's, yeah, secrets, secrets. Uh, and the shenanigans of Blair and Serena as Blair tries to keep Serena from falling asleep in front of her parents and being very clearly drunk. I mean, like, it's, Serena's just going to have Thanksgiving with us this year. Yay. So I can keep an yeah. eye on her. Uh, and then there's um, Eleanor's like, hey, yeah, it's great. Set an extra table, uh, extra place at the table because I've got a model who I'm going to be working with come in, um, uh, Roman. And Harold is, he's like, oh, really? A guy, huh? Uh-huh. And Eleanor says, not this one. Yes. Like, I have we, to work with him. We already know that 
Blair's dad left Eleanor for a guy uh-huh. called Roman. It's uh-huh. like, this is where he meets him, uh-huh. obviously. Uh-huh. How many models has he fucked that Eleanor was working with? Like, male mod. Like, this is something that they must know. He- she must know about him already. Yeah. Yeah. That 100%. this is. This is. He's based. She's his beard. This must be the case that they got married. Blair was on the way, most like. Wait, is he even Blair's dad? Like actual biological father? Yeah. Are we sure? Yeah. Well, well. Speaking of someone who's watched the series, yes. Okay. Because I could see that happening if Eleanor like married this gay guy who needed it for whatever reason to be the beard, and it's like you can just sleep with whoever the fuck you want. And it feels like he then met this model at the Thanksgiving and it's like it's become something more serious. It's not just the fling to mm. get the, the urges out of the way and have the have the, the happy family otherwise. He actually wants yeah. something with, with Roman. Mm. Roman. So that's Roman. That's why Roman. this is such a big deal now. But mm. yeah, this is just what he does. And Wait Eleanor's till you like, meet Roman. Oh, it's it's he's anyway, so lovely. <laughs> I yeah this is just a really nice it's one line and I will give mm. it to okay cool this episode doing well so far there's a lot of nice little hints certainly these flashback scenes have got these really great hints of things to come and really going into what the characters well, are like. so far Gossip Girl is three from three for episodes that you've loved if I remember no, correctly so no, this is going for the no. fourth yep this is the home run no no last episode was a shit show that I hated no, that's not how I remember. I, I think I, I think I believe you opened this episode saying that uh, Gossip Girl was the magnum opus of its writers. So oh, anyway, so then what Stephanie happens? Savage, then they Stephanie go Savage up, and Josh Schwartz, I'd like to apologize for my earlier comments. You have much better magnum opuses around. So um, then we flash back to modern day. No, no, we miss Nate arriving. This is oh, like an okay. important Nate element. Arrives. Nate arrives. I, Nate, Nate's, Nate and his potatoes. Or like, I don't know, he's mashed potatoes. <laughs> Nate and his potatoes sounds dirty. So I'm just going <laughs> to say um, he gets called Nate the Great, which I like. This is very much a dad thing that it seems like mm. um, Harold likes Nate. And he's like, hey, yeah. you seem to treat my daughter well. You're a cool guy. I'm okay with you. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, yeah. that's nice. Uh, but also Blair wants to hang out with her dad because it's daddy-daughter time and they're just going to make pie together. That's really cute. So she sends Nate up with Serena to wash before dinner because Serena smells. Serena is yeah. reeks, apparently. And just yeah. this little little hints of this is how much Blair trusts Nate and Serena. Just yeah. like, you go wash her. It's like, this is just, yeah. you know, your friends. This is just what you're going to do. It's yeah. like, yeah. you miss seeing that. Yeah. The, um, the present day not so happy. Blair is mm-hmm. disappointed that um, it's going to be a catered Thanksgiving mm. and that um, what else happens? Oh, yeah, that her, her dad isn't there yet and it turns out he's not coming at all. Mm. Um, that kind of sucks. And basically yeah. Eleanor, Eleanor is just like, yeah, he doesn't like having difficult conversations, so there's no wonder he didn't call you. Yeah. Um. So Blair storms off and sad. We don't like mm-hmm. when Blair's sad. And she gets told to change into something more enchanting or majestic. I think majestic. Can't remember the word, but to go and get changed into something more. Yeah, enchanting sounds right. She's looked fine 
honestly, to me. I wasn't yeah, paying close attention. She, she always looks great, honestly. Leighton Meester always looks fun. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's hard to make Leighton Meester look bad, honestly. I would say it's impossible, but that's just me. Anyway. Look, some people are very um, talented, and I feel that they probably could manage it if they were given the right amount of money. But it it would be work. Uh, so back to the Vanderwoodson suite. Um, the kids are a little bit disappointed that Lily is feeling unwell. Um, such a shame. Aww. She's like, oh, I'm sick. I feel bad. <laughs> <Cough>. <laughs> I can't come out. I'm sick. <laughs> yeah. And um, the, there's a knock at the door and Lily, uh, Serena goes to get it, assuming that it's Dan. It's not. It's room service. Uh, and Lily's like, you were supposed yeah. to come after they leave. Like, literally tells yeah. them, you were supposed to come in 20 minutes. What use are yeah. you? Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, I love it. And um, when Dan arrives, he uh, basically just is like, that's an interesting dress to, to go. I think he makes a comment about the fact that she's like in lingerie or whatever she's wearing. I couldn't really notice any different she's in from like what a, she normally was. She's not really in lingerie. She's just in like, like a, a lounge robe. set. Like she's, yeah, she's in like a robe. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel that, Dan, you shouldn't be making comments about what an adult woman, the mother of your girlfriend, is wearing. It's like a little weird. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. we've established by this that Dan is a little bit weird and that's what makes him such an endearing character in this series. No. No, it makes him a weird character in this series. I don't understand why these adults put up with it. Anyway, uh, they... For some reason, there's a drive-by on the fact that uh, that Lily's reading Nicholas Sparks, which that feels like the kind of thing that Dan would make a comment on. He would definitely yeah. be be making fun of Nicholas Sparks. I can't disagree, to tell the truth. Uh, Nicholas Sparks just being one of those big authors in the mid-2000s. And mm-hmm. Lily's like, fine, look, if all three children are pestering me, I will go to the ball. I will go to mm-hmm. the, the Thanksgiving loft and makes the point to call Rufus first and point out, look, I didn't want to come. Um, yep. Our kids don't know about our little friendship and I'm going there under protest. But despite that, I'm going to be very pleased to see you. It's like, yes. oh, oh, she likes Rufus. Yeah. She likes hanging out with her friend Rufus. Yeah. And why yeah, wouldn't you? Rufus does. is awesome. Exactly. I also like this is where Dan mentions the term adult napping, which is so cringy. I love it. Yeah, that seems like something Dan would say too. Mm. Somehow Penn Badgley makes it. It's not endearing. I'm not going to use that word just to annoy you. And he has these very cringy lines like adult napping, which feel Mm. very Dan Humphrey. And Penn Badgley somehow makes them seem this is a stupid thing that I'm saying, but I'm saying because it's what Dan would say. Mm. So he feels it's very... It's almost like he's acting. I know, like but he's... The character. He's very clearly acting. Like Serena, well, Blake Lively was very clearly acting that she was drunk in the first scene. Mm, true. It's like, but I feel like I believe Dan's more. I, I yeah. believe that... Yeah. yeah. Ken Badgley, I think, could be Gossip Girl. IRL. Yes, yes, I believe that Pam Badgley has the brains to be Gossip Girl. Who's the celebrity? Who we most likely be Gossip running... Girl? No, well, kind of semi-related. Wasn't who was the super famous celebrity that was running like an onion ring 
social media account, like where they just rated onion rings and they were doing it for ages, it got super popular. And then people found out or they said that, hey, actually, this is me. And then it just freaking blew up and they'd been running it for years. I have no idea that- what you're talking about. Okay. I, I believe it happened. Is it Shia LaBeouf? I'll let you Google that. Anyway, Lord, it was Lord. All right, I believe Lord would be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, like I can imagine, Penn Badgley has some weird niche, like uh, Instagram account where he like would do something like that. Yeah, I don't think it'd be onion rings though. I think it'd be something a little bit more esoteric. It'd be like mm. graphic design or something. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Totally. Like or fonts. He'd have like just alpha different mm. different font designs on that. Yeah, different typography. It's the same way yeah. Tom Hanks is really into typewriters. I've heard this. Yeah, I think I would probably have told you. I tell everyone. Quite possibly. Because <laughs> you know, me and Tom Hanks go way back. I just know all about his typewriter <laughs> obsession. So we go back to Blair, um, and she's ranting yeah. so much about how her dad didn't even call and i think we, this is the first time we get the line from the maid from um what's, what's from dorota yeah i think this Derota. is dorota's first line ah like i Derota know becomes f- such a huge character in the future no no spoilers <laughs> but dorota becomes a huge character in the future uh no i i, I pointed out because i do know this about the future episodes simply because Dorota's kind of been in there a couple of times before, but without lines, where I think Blair was talking about, oh, this is going to be such a special day for me. Aren't you really happy seeing me grow up? And she's not talking to Eleanor. She's talking to Dorota. So Dorota Mm. is an important character so far. I feel that this is something Mm. that is important, that she gets a lot. She gets a couple of lines. And the Mm. most telling one is that she's like, how about you call your father instead and he tell you the truth? It's like, ooh, ooh, more secrets. Ooh, what's going mm-hmm. on? This is um, this is ooh saucy. Not it's mm-hmm. not saucy at all. It's uh, what's what's the other one? <laughs> not cheesy, not saucy. Um, juicy. Mild. It's juicy. Oh, I was just thinking of sauces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of food too. I normally am. Uh, so then we get what the Archibalds are doing for Christmas or for Thanksgiving. Since Oof. this is actually Thanksgiving, not Christmas. Oof. Oh my God. Talk did about it... a villain's lair. Yeah. And did a cold front come in like halfway through this episode? Yeah. Cause oh my God, it feels cold in there. Yeah, it is. It is not great. Yeah. It yeah. is not great. It's not fun. And, uh, Anne Archibald is furious. Um, it's just this total silence. And nature's like. She's wearing a suit. Of course she is. You've got to be classy for Thanksgiving when it's just the three of you. They're both yeah. wearing. Actually, they're all wearing suits. They're all know. wearing suits. Yeah. yeah, they're all wearing suits. Oh, it's just. Mm, it's so weird. I love their house, though. It looks gorgeous. Oh, yeah. This is where we have the scene. It looked. It reminded me of the nanny. I remember, like, from when I used to watch the name, it reminded me of, like, one of those brown stones that they used yes. to use because it had all the vines and stuff that yeah, whatever def- that area is meant to represent in New York. It definitely looks like a brown stone. Well, up on your side somewhere, one of the brown stones there, mm. most likely. Yeah. But, yeah, it just had the the beautiful dining room looking out onto the street and then some stairs, which clearly shows that it's, like, a three-story house. It just, oh, I want to live there. Um, yeah, it's the, pretty beautiful. The point of the scene is to show that tensions at the Archibald estate 
the Archibald Brownstone, we'll call it, uh, are mm-hmm. still quite chilly. And now Anne is really pissed at Howard as well. Um, that mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, we got disinvited from the Waldorfs and I can't go to the club and I can't buy any good food because we can't do this and no one's going to come because we yeah. are persona non grata with all of our friends because of you. Mm-hmm. And Nate's trying to stick up for his dad and Howard's just like, no, you don't fight this fight for me, Nate. It's like, dude. You can't win. Yeah. So Nate storms off. He's like, fuck it, I'm leaving. It's like, good yeah. on you, Nate. Well done. Get out of yeah. there as soon as possible. Like, get out of the entire city if you can. Yeah. Go find uh, out where Chuck is that no one mentions. Yeah. I'm surprised he doesn't just go hang out with Chuck. I Maybe I missed something. Last time we saw Nate, he was pretty pissed at his dad. Why is he now sticking up for him? Well, I think he's just, like, poor Nate just is the golden retriever, right? He just wants yeah. to, he wants everyone to be happy and he wants to do the right thing. So I think as much as he would be angry at his dad, he also, like, isn't going to let his mum... Like, he wouldn't let his dad say bad things about his mum and he's not going to let his mum say bad things about his dad. Like, it goes both ways. Yeah. Oh, he's a poor little ping-pong ping pong boy, isn't he? He just bounces backwards and forwards. Ping, ping, ping. Oh, what did you think I meant? That's what I was thinking. No, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> that's exactly where my mind went to. Listeners, draw some fan art of what you think... <laughs> Meek was thinking. You won't get it right. <laughs> no, I don't think you will. I, don't, I have no idea. So, uh, honestly, okay, we go back to the loft. And I think yes. I want to say every scene in this little storyline with Lily is my favorite scene. It kind of is because we get the introductions of like, well, I think we missed, did we miss the flashback? We did. There's a small, there's a short little flashback, yeah, where Dan comes oh, no, back so this after is, saving Serena. That's that's the next um, scene. It's, yeah. Yeah. So oh, is we that get, before they go? No, it's after. Well, according to my notes, oh. it's after. So we get the introductions of um, of Serena getting introduced to Allison and Eric as well. And then they're like, and this is their mother, Lily. And there's just this daggers between them. And mm-hmm. I love it. It is, it's, this is juicy. Yeah. This is just like mm, yeah. chef's kiss. And this would yeah. have been an ad, this it's, would have yeah. been the ad break too. That of like, oh, yeah. they see each other, ad break. How's it going to go? And then we come back and the next scene's a flashback to last Thanksgiving as Dan yeah. returns son's pie and it's all like, oh, there was a girl. And they're like, whoa, Dan, talk to a girl. What's going on with that? Yeah. 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 Jenny's good at throwing the like shade. Yeah, I like this Jenny more than the new Jenny, honestly. But yeah. And then, yeah, I, I love this because this is like, I, I haven't so much had this as a DM. I've more had this as a player where like you'd be introduced to an NPC and like the DM will be describing something and you're like, oh, that's weird. Like that's, you know, in your, in your head, you're like, oh, that's weird. That's the same town my, my NPC comes from or same city. And then they'll say something else. You're like, that's weird. That's the same traveling troop. That my, and then you start going through like your notes as the DM still talking. You're like, "Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy shit! I know who this person is." Ah! <laughs> uh, and then as a player, you have to decide if you're going to let on that you know who this person is, uh, depending on what role they played. It's the best. Yeah, it's great. It's great, and yeah. that's my it, crack in this game. 
Like, as in those <laughs> those little reveals from the backstory is my crack in Z&Z. Like, right, 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 right. Yeah, just that that pure enjoyment, the pure bliss yes. of sudden yes. suddenly being put on the spot and coming up with a story and making it tied yes. in. And maybe really I should fun. change that word. It's like my it's it's my joy. No crack works. Yeah, we're gonna say crack. It's gonna be the crack. Oh, but I mean it the Irish way, the C R A I C. That's what I was gonna say. It's a crack. Good crack. Good crack. My Irish friends, please don't come for me for that. That was an average accent at best. Yeah, I. Thursday. I love that. Is turkey. As a um, as a DM, I like doing that as well. Just kind of like dropping that little fish hook in front of a player and being like, "This is something you should know. This is something you can interact with. What are you going to do?" Mm. And sometimes they ignore it completely because they're not paying attention. Uh, sometimes they latch onto it, and you get to go on a, a really fun little ride as they churn off mm. into the ocean, and you're water skiing behind, holding onto the fishing rod. Mm-hmm. And so good. that's kind of what happens in this one. This is the um, the fishing yeah. rod one. Mm-hmm. So, as the kids are occupied with with different things, um, Lily is doing a very good job of pretending. Hello, strange person I haven't met before. That you have a very lovely yeah. home. Uh, and Allison's doing a slightly worse job of keeping the keeping her cool. Mm. Uh, but there's just. Um, this little moment between between the three three parents, uh, as Lily's mm. like, "Look, I would have never have come if I'd known that Lil- that Allison was back." And Allison's like, "How would she know I'm back, Rufus? Have you been talking to her behind my back? How fucking dare you?" Yeah. Um, yeah. And Allison's like, "You know what? I will be I will be the bigger woman." We're just going to pretend that the past is the past. We're not going to talk about it. And Lily's going like, great. My kids know nothing about my past. Tell them nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is so good. You know that that is definitely going to stick, right? We just know that that is definitely going to stick. Almost. Almost definitely. There's there's a moment where they just like, um, where she says, I think she says, uh, they don't know anything about me. Well, about us. And I was like, wait, wait, did they have a threesome? Is that why she's bringing up us? Because I am here for that storyline where Lily was dating Allison and then left her for Rufus. And then Rufus was a dick and went after Allison and Lily went away. And they ended up like there was a trouble for a little while. And then Lily went off and Allison was heartbroken and is now pissed. I like it. I'm there for that That's, story. Line. That is, yeah, that is, uh, I have to admit, my poor, you know, very boring uh, lens didn't see that, but I'm, I'm here for it. There's, I think it's something about the the eye, well, the eye line, the, uh, the looks that Allison and Lily give each other. There's like a little bit mm. too much tension. Like they both reach for the potatoes and like their hands almost touch. And it's just like. True, true, true. Ooh, like if they just both grab the bowl. It's like, okay, they're challenging for the domestic goddess of the household kind of thing. Yeah. Because their hands almost touch, it's just a little bit of like, oh, no, you're going to touch me like we once did. And it's like, hmm. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here for it. Here for it. On board. On that that ship. And in the flashback, we saw 
uh, just previously, Lily, oh, Allison's all like, oh yeah, your dad goes for wild blondes as well. And yeah, yeah, Dan's yeah. like, what, you were wild mom? And she's like, I didn't mean me. He's like, wait, there were others? I wasn't necessarily talking about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, this to- head cannon accepted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try and write a jingle for when head cannon gets accepted. Because <laughs> I feel it's going to happen a lot. Like a little more, you know, do, 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 head cannon accepted. And okay, so if the if the Archibald Thanksgiving was icy, what how would you describe the mm. Waldorf Thanksgiving with what seemed to be business partners? Yes, it has definitely got cooler. It's definitely compared to when you see like I know we haven't seen the full Thanksgiving from the year before at Blair's house, but even just in the kitchen there was a definite warmth there. Uh, whereas now it feels very much like it's an event, not a family occasion. Like it feels like Eleanor has invited the people she is meant to. Like, especially because she's got this new deal now. Uh, it feels like a state dinner. Store. Yeah, yeah. She's invited the key players. It's all very much like, yeah, business. As in like, yeah, that connection there. And the fact that Blair's sitting beside her, very like. Uh, yeah. Um, just enchanting. I still, I, I, yes. I mean, I would argue I prefer the previous dress, but that's just me. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but. Yeah, I just I do like Blair's strength in this. I think Blair does does a pretty good job of like standing up for herself, and she always is careful to mostly not cross the line. Like even when her and Serena were having that spat before, mm. nothing was said that was irreversed, irrevocable, irreversible. No, no, it was just harmless uh, girls being girls having some some laughs together. Harmless, just girls calling each other sluts for ten minutes, and then yeah. beget- and then getting over it. I mean that that's what girls do apparently. I don't know. I mean. I am one, I guess. I've. I don't think I've. Or oh. okay, this is also sixteen-year-old girls in two thousand and seven. So I don't know. Maybe this is a friend thing that they did back then. Yeah, I've seen Mean Girls. Yeah. It, it, it was a common in that. I yeah. I mean, we could go into a whole another discussion about the narrative of like girls being mean to each other and how that has you know impacted on you know female empowerment in the workplace and stuff like that. But I feel like that's a discussion for another day or another podcast. Podcast, our dating one? No, not yeah, quite. Oh, not maybe, maybe we'll do like a life hacks one as well. Sure, we can do do life. Gilmore hacks Girls and, and uh, gender studies. Amazing. Uh, the other GG, yeah, that I have not seen. And yeah, I think you're right about Blair's strength in this episode, in this scene, hmm. and the fact, like you were saying, that she doesn't take it too far with Serena. She knows the lines that she can cross and which ones she can't. And even mm. here with Eleanor, she's just like, she's having dinner. She's being the good model daughter. She is unhappy as all mm-hmm. fuck, but she's doing mm. it. And Eleanor's like, well, mm-hmm. what's wrong? And Blair's like, you know what? I was going to wait until after dinner, but what the mm-hmm. fuck? Why did you not, why did you disinvite my father from, from like, really mm-hmm. goes to her for that? My darling, what has gotten into you? Well, I was going to wait till after dinner, but I guess now is as good a time as any. Did you call Daddy and say that I didn't want to see him this Thanksgiving? Of course not. What a ridiculous accusation. So you didn't tell him that I was so angry at him for leaving that I didn't even want to talk to him today? (sighs) You had no right to uninvite him. When are you going to get it through your head? He left us. He didn't leave us. He left you. That's enough. 
And it's like, good mm-hmm. on you. You were doing the right thing and Eleanor called you on it. So she's like, yeah, I'm going to call you out too. Um, and just yeah. kind of Eleanor saying, well, why are you unhappy about this? He left us. And Blair Riley points mm-hmm. out, no, he left you. You don't get yeah. to choose whether I see my father or not. Mm-hmm. It's um, it, it's kind of heartbreaking because Blair's just shat on in this this scene or this storyline for the most mm. part. There is a reason for it, of course. Uh, yes. That well, even down to she heads to get dessert, and Eleanor was like cruel about the fact mm. that the pie isn't there. Like yeah, the, the but recipe she sent that, it away. She yeah, she it sent away. it to the. She gave it to the doorman, which mm. that feels like it's a little bit of oh, we gave it to the lowest of the low, the doorman. Yeah, Who, is this the same one yeah. that uh, one of the girls stole the uniform off in a couple of episodes mm-hmm. ago? It's like he still got his job, but he got a pie too. So well done. He's doing okay. They would see some stuff. They I would. think being a New York City doorman in some of those like super fancy buildings, you'd probably be okay. Like as in yeah. as in. Like you would get, as much as that job would be annoying, you'd be dealing with some absolute like horrendous personalities. There'd be a few little perks here and there that would probably make it a little bit more palatable. Yeah, there'd be tips and like good Christmas stuff. And it... Yeah, I'm like, I think that would be, maybe that's what I should do, career change. They do have uh, concierges and doorman in St Kilda. There's a number of buildings, uh, like apartment buildings that have them. I'm sure in Turak there'd be a couple too. Maybe, yeah. I don't think Turek has as many like high-rise apartment buildings that need dormants. It is more true, of a St. Kilda sort mm. of thing. Um, but again, this Eleanor is acting like really weirdly vindictive and cruel here. Like She's she tells out. She tells Blair, pick a dessert and go and eat it. Like yeah. this is like a weird power thing with food that Eleanor's doing to her. And mm. Blair goes and picks up a pie, takes it into the kitchen. Dorota sees what's happening and just goes, everybody out of the kitchen. Everybody just go, just go. Yeah. And we get just pretty much a heartbreaking scene of Blair devout, like inhaling this pie into cut mm. with like all the horrible things that have happened to her over the last few episodes. And then a shot of her like going into a bathroom stall at, a, at some point that we haven't seen before. And it, pretty much mm. implies that she is having a bulimic episode. Mm. And yeah. we've had, yeah, this is like where the hints that we've seen before are made explicit. That yeah. Blair very much has an eating disorder and this is her having a, a breakdown or a, a triggered episode. Mm. And it's just, yeah, and yeah. rightly so. In a stressful situation like that from her mother, where it was kind of like egged on in a way from her mum. Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to hate Eleanor. In Pretty that horrendous. Yeah. It's hard. It's very hard to come back from that because she not knowingly does that to her. Mm. Yeah. Because we've been told that as well earlier in this episode. Like there's no. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that from there we go. I'm guessing there was another ad break there. That's why it goes straight to the Humphrey dinner, which seems to be nice and fluffy. Uh, mm. With Dan being weird and asking Lily about her childhood, so I'm, oh, actually, you know what? I'll cut Dan some slack because Rufus and um, Allison weren't going to be the polite hosts and ask these things. Like they're just trying to pretend Lily's not there. So Dan's just trying to make yeah. conversation and not be weird. So he's actually doing well. I want to point out he is—he's wearing like this vest thing, 
like a waistcoat? Was this like the style Rufus of the time? Rufus or Dan? No, Dan. Oh, yeah, he is. Wasn't it, I, is it, hang on, let me see. I want to zoom in. Is it pinstriped? Because I do remember there was like a pinstriped fedora vest phase where it was kind of almost that 20s, you know. Oh, no, it's just very silky. Yeah. It's very, it's very that, we've talked about before, that whole snag, sensitive new age guy feel, though. I would agree with that. It's very um, Brooklyn hipster of mm. a certain age. Like, this is also probably maybe slightly later, but the era of, like, hipster dudes wearing, like, a band T-shirt with a short-sleeved collared shirt over the top. Of, oh, like, yeah. A T-shirt. They open so you could see the print, but, like. I I definitely don't still do that. It's no, that's fine. I I also don't think that vests and waistcoats are fucking awesome and have just bought a couple. <laughs> Definitely not I why I brought up I have I have that's not why I brought this up at all. <laughs> no, it's it, rad. It's very cool. I dig it, but I also I I notoriously don't keep up with trends anyway. Cuz you know what Fashion is a great tool for expression, but it doesn't mean that it has to be, you have to be on fashion to be fashionable. Those my question, my question here is, did Dan purchase that for himself? Because he doesn't feel like that much of someone who would have noticed that. It feels like something either Vanessa or, oh, oh, I was going to say Vanessa or Serena are bought for him, but I just realized that he's a big brother to Jenny Humphreys, Raggedy McGurchin Waffles, the, the seamstress extraordinaire. The fashion designer. Who, who does keep up with all these things and would have made it for him and said, Dan, wear this. You'll look better. That's cute. That's okay. cute. I like that narrative. Let's go Head with that. Canon accepted. <laughs> do, 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 do. So, so Alice and Lily are subtly sniping at each other about um, mm-hmm. Lily's growing up on a small ranch and Serena gets a call. And I love this bit too actually serena mm. gets his call and it just like sees who it is and just like apologizes to dan's like this is important i've got to take it goes away comes back and says i have to go and yeah. goes to to lily and like whispers in her ear and lily's like oh you're such a good friend you should go and it's just like she's had a call from blair and immediately despite the fact that they're fighting despite the fact that mm-hmm. everything else has been going on she just drops everything and goes i'm gonna go to blair it's like yeah. that's my feels my friend feels they yeah. just I that's what I'm here for for this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I love that Allison also uses an opportunity to be like, Oh, Lily, do you need to go as well? Yeah. And do you need to, do you need to get the fuck out? Yeah, do you need to fuck off forever? I think Lily would have taken her <laughs> up on it. I'd be like, Eric, yeah. you can find your own way home. Get an Uber. Uh, but look, yeah. Serena's like, no, 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 no. You stay here. It's like, shit, so close, so close. Uh, and as Lily continues talking about the ranch, she mentions uh, the horse that she, her favorite horse when she was a kid, which just so happens mm-hmm. to be the name of one of Rufus's songs. Oh. Um, and curious. And Rufus is so bad at keeping a secret. He's like, yeah, but I didn't know that when I wrote the song. Like, it's definitely not about your horse. Like, no one was saying it was Rufus. No. And Jenny's like, no, no, it's about my mother's perfume. And like, yeah, sandalwood, not rosewood. And Alison just like, oh, my God, I'm a fucking idiot. That song's about her. Didn't realize. Yeah. I knew it was, I just knew it was about something. I didn't know it was about her. Great. 
fucking great. Yeah. And yeah. there's tension and there's the great line from Dan. Thank you, Dan. Of raise your hand if you're over 30 and acting really weird. Uh, and honestly, <laughs> Penn Badgley, you could nearly raise your hand because this entire time you've been acting really weird and um, you are nearly over 30. Then Lily kind of um, has the penny drop as well. Cause she's like, no, I didn't ever even tell Rufus about the horse. So it couldn't have been about that. And the kids are like, wait, why how would you have told him about the horse you've only just met him mm-hmm. and it's like right and ah. rufus comes clean and everyone figures out and allison storms off and you can see where dan gets his like his little tantrum walker mm-hmm. from yeah. um because yeah. he goes after her and everyone seems to blame rufus for this um i yeah. love that dan like allison just leaves and dan's like yeah. Good one, Rufus, and goes after her. And Jenny's like, can I be excused? And Eric's just like, I'm just going to get up and go as well. I don't know what to do. I don't know what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Eric. He's just yeah. glad not to be an institution right now. Yeah. His whole life is drama. He's just right. surrounded by it. So he's just like, yeah. Sure. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. I'm good with it. Oh, he's great. Uh, and Lily and Rufus are left alone at the table. And Lily's like, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm just going to drink my wine. I'm just going to yeah. drink my wine. Uh, so we get another flashback to last year with Nate cleaning up Serena in the bathtub. Yeah, look, you know, but I, mean, like, I know we talked earlier about this being trust, but like even with, like I put myself in this situation, if this was, say, like one of my good friends... You know, I trust my partner implicitly. But also, you know what? Putting one of my friends in the shower, you know what? You can safely put them in a room and be like, here's a towel. I'm going to be out here if, you know, I hear anything. But just, I want to be getting in the bathtub with them. I thought he was running the bath for her. Ah. Maybe. But, like, it, to me, I got this vibe that he was going to give her, like, a sponge bath. And I was like, Nate, I think there's – I don't think you need to be the front. But we also know from things previously that he has feelings for her too. So maybe I was already construing that. No, I think I think you're right. It. It's like there is a bit of a, a thing where Nate has suddenly had the permission from Blair to be like, yeah, you go wash her. It's like, don't need to tell me twice. All I'm, right. I'm there. Sure thing. Um, the other you need to thing- spend time one-on-one? <laughs> The other possibility yeah. is that he's there to grab the hose and just like hose her down and then leave the room and be like, cool, you are now wet. You are now clean. Get yourself dry and changed. We're done. Yes. Yes. Uh, which kind of, it could be either, honestly. Mm. Um, or maybe it's yeah. just to make sure she doesn't wander off. Like she doesn't leave the bathroom. But then maybe these guys are so close, like they've been friends and, you know, in the east side, upper east side since they were like in diapers. So, you know what, maybe it's not that abnormal to, maybe they've all seen each other nude and that's okay. I don't know Probably. anything about private school. They certainly will have by the end of the year. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Wait. Like, it's like, I think we've talked about this before, about like the change room things in like view, how everyone, some people are super comfortable just like getting changed in front of people and some other people that are normal. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, we have when it Aunt. came to Serena. Serena certainly Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's just like, whatever. And I'm like, oh, no. But later on, like we also mentioned that she's no longer comfortable with Nate like that. 
yeah. So I feel yeah. that's a, a good point that she used to be fine with Nate mm. about that. Um, yeah. So they have a bit of a water fight. Mm-hmm. Because, again, he's just trying to, to wash her because she smells really bad. Really, really yeah. bad. Uh, and they're mucking around and being playful and then Blair interrupts and there's that moment of like Blair's going to be so mad at you guys there's going to be like this huge fight but no more water fight mm-hmm. and I want this thruple they're adorable I don't no <laughs> what? why not no. What's because oh. it's just not a good match yes it is you've got the adorable no. Blonde Aryans of Nate and Serena, and then you got the like yeah, little perfect, brunette firecracker no, of of Blair, who like no has to keep their Serena. She has to keep her dopey golden retrievers in line all the time. It's no. it's great. Blair can do better. Yes, she can, and so far we haven't seen anyone who actually can do as well. Yeah, I'm I'm going there. Except Chuck Bass is person. not good enough for is not good enough for Blair. Not good enough for Blair. Blair has should have oh, ma- very I high standards. Anyway, so bad right here. Anyway, um, I ship it. I don't care. I I want the the. I have a tendency to ship thruples when it's this sort of pairing. I don't know what it is. Someday I'll get onto the the One Tree Hill Naily Brook um, threesome, which is just fantastic. Wait! Oh my gosh! Okay, no. Look, I just I cannot wait to have the "I told you so" moment where you come around and see what I've been saying this whole time, and you're like, "Oh my gosh!" So, speaking of Nate, uh, he is just sitting in the park, uh, looking at a cigarette. He's not allowed to smoke them, so he's just looking at this cigarette. It's probably a joint, to tell the truth. He's yeah. just like staring at this. You know what? I think he's been high for a little while now. He's just like, "Do I have another one or not?" Can't tell. Yeah. Really not sure. And he's thinking about Blair. He's thinking about Serena. He's looking at his phone. He's like rolling through. There's a couple of other names in there that we have never encountered before. Uh, I think there's like Reggie or someone. I'm like, who the fuck Mm -hmm. is Reggie? We'll find out. That's that's good foreshadowing. I would love it if they were just names of like the production team or something. Like just random crew members who are like, yeah, we're going to check your name in the Gossip Girl. Great. Thanks. Yeah. That'll get me another job. Um, so Serena going to Blair and just lets her vent and talk about everything mm-hmm. that's going on. Like I, again, here is the person that Blair can do better with. Like right here, Serena mm-hmm. is, is her kind of her soulmate, the, or not, not the, okay, fine. <laughs> no. So... Right. I will ship a lot of things. A lot of things you have opened yeah. my eyes to and I'm very on board with. Yeah, I'll give you that. Blair and Serena would be like like Milo and Water. Otis. Or like... <laughs> well, they're a good combo. Oh, Milo yeah, but they're friends. Oh, they're God, best friends. I'm thinking about Milo and Otis. Milo and so Otis are best friends. That's the only thing. Anyway. Yeah, uh, anyway. yeah that one of the major things is that that her dad's just not there. And I feel this is a really good element of the episode. It is, it's gaining points um, each time they do something like this because Mm -hmm. it is all those setbacks. It's like, it's the holidays and her dad's not there and she's lost her boyfriend and now she's mad with her friend. And it's like, all these things are building up to the trigger that has means that she's got the, the episode, um, her, Mm. her bulimic episode. 
and it mm. all kind of makes sense. Like when you're a teenager, mm. you're there, you have a shitty day and things get worse. Mm. And it's like, this is mm. incredibly relatable for everybody. So I, I like that. I like that for it. It's not great yeah. that it has to happen to Blair, but it, it does. And Serena's like, hey, let's just run away. Let's like leave the party. Let's, um, let's not. Yeah. Let's um, bounce. So, yeah, let's bounce. Let's bounce. So Allison and Dan are on a walk as well. Um, mm-hmm. And Allison's kind of filling him in on all the, on the history between them all. Apparently she threatened violence upon Lily. Yes. Um, of course she did. Cause Alan, Allison's a, what's the, what's the barbarian class? The feral barbarian. Oh yeah. Yeah. Alice, I reckon Allison could be that. Allison will throw hands. Yeah. Like she will go. With, sure. She's the type of person who will pull her, her high heel off and try and stab you with it. Like there's, yeah, there's a little bit of crazy behind those eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the yeah. artist's passion. Yeah, or it's just a, 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 a yeah. Anyway, I don't. I think I went through this. I don't like Allison. She does also say Lily was Rufus's first great love, and Lily rubbed that in Allison's face at the time. But then she says, hey, I dealt with it in a, an artistic way. I wrote like a one, three one-act plays and made it Millie, yes. who's the, the bad guy in all of them. And it's like, you know what? Seeing where Dan gets a lot of his stuff from. Yep. Yeah, and yep. you know that you know that Alison went to all her friends and she didn't give them free tickets. She begged them to buy tickets to her five one-act plays that some poor group of friends had to sit there and be like, No, it was good. It was good. Oh, you want me to give you particular feedback? Well, I, uh, <laughs> wow, that was you on stage? Yeah. I No, I'm going to give Alison credit here. She said she wrote the plays. doesn't say she performed the plays. I have oh, a feeling these, okay, were, these were catharsis to get all the feelings out. She didn't actually ever want them to be performed. Okay. Yeah, because you know Rufus would know people and make them get performed. So that's the kind of, he'd be so supportive and be like, yeah, no, you're, you're, you're writing and you're getting your, your feelings out. Let's, <laughs> let's get it on stage. It's like, no, Rufus, you fool. Uh, but we, we do get the, that little backstory and Rufus is checking on Lily. Um, and again, Lily's like, I blame you. This is your fault, Rufus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. He really should have mentioned to Lily that his wife is back in town. Like that's a kind mm. of a thing that you tell. Uh, your friends and Rufus is like, well, are we friends? What exactly is is going on between mm. us? Are we reconnecting? What is the uh, label? Yeah, they, he needs to know. Uh, good communication. Where are we? You gotta, you gotta. He's such a girl. Um, I just want to know what that. we are. Yeah, and Lily's like, well, maybe we talk about that now. Maybe we deal with this. Maybe we identify what's going on between us, and. Mm. I think this is a bit of a flaw. The first time I've found a flaw in this episode. Because we've seen them encounter each other a number of times, usually when it's got to do with the kids. But Mm. it feels like they've been meeting more often than that. Like every time we've seen them in the show, it's because their circles have interconnected for some reason. The only time we haven't is when she invited him to to, to Bart's party. Yeah, yeah. I, I keep saying Chuck and Bart, mixing them up. I mix, mix everyone up, so it doesn't matter. But it feels like these little interconnected things, 
the way they're talking now, it seems like they've had like a couple of coffee dates and they've grabbed lunch together occasionally and they, they're acting like friends do. And it may just be that they're talking about the kid. Like they're talking about Serena yeah. and Dan dating and making sure they're safe and like going, no, no, such an, he's at your place or they're, they're heading out tonight, that kind of thing. Yeah. But it, um, yeah, the fact we haven't seen enough of them to feel like there's more of a relationship than the just two people who occasionally cross paths. Like they've got the history. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, that's what I think is shared experience and shared history more than anything. Yeah. Uh, I think plays a big part of, big part of it. But, But yeah. I'm wondering if it's just because they fell into the banter like so easily like that they do mm. have that shared history that they can go back into their relationship style so easily. Yeah. Oh, I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really have something to personally, I don't have a personal connection to that to, to liken it to, but no, I don't think I have either. Um, and Lily, well, Rufus is like, well, you're one of my oldest friends. And Lily's like, it didn't feel that friendly when your tongue was down my throat, when we were kissing at Bart's party. And of course, Alison walks in at that moment. Super soap opera. Gobble, 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 gobble. <laughs> oh, wow. That's the noise. You only get it this episode. That's the noise that happens every time Dan and Serena kiss. That's just the, the noise that's going on in Dan's brain every single time. Mm, mm. Uh, so on that, that shock, um, we jump back to what Nate's doing. Uh, he's returned to the Archibald estate, uh, the Archibald Brownstone. And I don't know what he's saying. He's just like, cool. I'm going to go talk to my dad, sort things out. And he finds Howard on the floor in the study. Unconscious. Bum, bum, bum. I want to make my turkey noise. I feel like that's mean because the Harold's down. Yeah, this is kind of like... Sad turkey. Oh, yeah. I don't know whether to cut that or not. It's great. It's so funny. <laughs> um, it, it seems like he has taken a bunch of pills and a bunch of alcohol, which is not good, kids. Don't do yes. it. Uh, speed no. is bad, kids. Um, yes. Yeah. And it's a shock. And, oh, and then they jump back to the, the last year's party at the Waldorf's. And mm. again, the, my, my, little, my little thruple that I'm loving is super adorable um, because Serena comes down and, like, sits down. She's, like, in, in different yeah. clothes. And Howard's like, no, I no, really no. like okay, that. Stop, 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 stop. Before we go any further. Yes, Harold okay. mentions the, the shirt. But, okay, we have seen in multiple times that Blair Waldorf has an experience. Fancy wardrobe. And if you look at those two mm-hmm. girls, they are not hugely dissimilar in size, apart from the fact that Serena is maybe a smidge taller. We've also seen oh. Serena wear quite the short, you know, outfit. Mm-hmm. They're not too dissimilar. Like, we're not talking like, I'm not saying, they probably are different dress sizes, but they're not like worlds apart. I mean, I I would say Serena has like a good 15 centimetres on, on Blair. It's not like. Oh, that's height-wise? A, yeah. Sure. But, like, Serena has also worn many a short dress, though. So if she was to don a dress yeah. that was a little bit shorter on her than Blair, no issue. Why, yeah. why, why on God's green earth, when they know that there is a dinner where there are multiple people there, have they gone, you know what would be a great idea? 
do a bit of a room situation. Let's get a business, let's get dad's business shirt and a tie and just chuck that around. Your mother is a fashion designer. You have, we have been told that your wardrobe is expansive, Blair. What? The only, here's my only, I've already sold this in my head. And this is the only, my only out is that this is Nate's doing. Because this looks like a boy who was like, well, I don't know how any of this works when they walked into a girl's wardrobe and went, (laughs) you know what I do know? Business shirts. I I will suggest, I, I will agree with that, but I will up you up. Mm-hmm. Serena is trashed. Mm-hmm. She's not going to be able to work any of those fancy dresses that that Blair has. So what's the easiest thing for her to do? A shirt. But it's still buttons. Like, you know what would be the easiest thing for her to do? A T-shirt. Oh, like... Which I'm sure like Blair, Blair owns at least one. I'm sure she should have maybe. a Yale shirt. I know maybe. that hasn't come up yet, maybe. But, but like... But- then we don't have the great line of um, of Howard coming, or Harold coming over and saying that shirt looks like it was made for you, and Serena responding, "Actually, it was made for you." And he's like, "Well, of course I like it. Then I must have great taste." It's like he yes. it's showing how awesome Blair's dad is, and you know the other reason, it's party mm. shenanigans. This is D and D shenanigans, pure and simple. It's three teenagers who are fucking around. They're like. They've got no responsibility right now. They are the archetypical D&D party. And like, ha let's put him in a shirt. That's going to be funny. And then we'll go to the dinner. It'll be in a shirt. It's great. What's that? There's a whole bunch of like totally logical solutions over here. Look at that. No, we're not going to do that. It's like that. Tell me that your D&D parties don't do that all the time. No, no, 100%. Being there. Yeah. So that, that is why I like this. Ugh. Oh, I yeah. Yes. I accept. Yeah. <laughs> you I just, accept the I don't D&D agree. I accept, fair. but I don't agree. <gasps> Wait, have it's we found a plot hole that you don't like in the episode? No, it's not a no, plot no. hole. It's not a plot hole. Kind of It's is. just an interesting, it's an interesting directive choice that I maybe don't agree with 100%. Okay. But you know what? It's probably because I didn't study cinema and I didn't study filmmaking. So it's probably because there's a deeper metaphor there between, you know what it probably is? It's probably actually a reference to the patriarchal society that is keeping uh, Serena down. Because we know that ties have a ties have a meaning in this. I haven't I haven't worked out what the ties mean, but ties mean something in this Ooh, series. Yeah, okay. They're Let's... used consciously all the time. Yeah, we'll delve into that in a future episode for sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's, there's so, going to be some thoughts on Twitter about a, the ties. Yeah, I don't think it's an issue with the show. I think it's actually, to be honest, more an issue with me and my ignorance. That's very brave of you to take that responsibility on yourself. Um, mm. I would say it's so that they can show off how cool Blair's dad is. Um, they can just have a nice little moment with them and they can't do that if she's in a... Like, he has no reason to go over and talk to them if, if uh, she's not in the shirt. Anyway... Um, the actual point of the scene is to compare him with Howard, who is having a problem mm. with the Dutch deal or something, and he has to go back to work yeah. because otherwise he could lose his bonus. And Ange is like, it's fine. I'll just write you a check for the same amount. It's like, wow, yeah. okay. And Howard's like, get fucked. Yeah. I'm going to go to work. And it's like this whole little tension yeah. thing. So you can see not not everything is perfect in this, mm. um, in this, yeah. this fantasy last mm. year that we're seeing. 
Because when we jump back to the present day in hospital, uh, Anne is just trying to downplay it all. And it's like, oh, Howard just mistook his medication. He's definitely didn't try to commit suicide or anything like that. It's um, Nate rightly points out, this is getting serious. Like if Howard's trying to kill himself, this isn't just, we need to deal with the fact that the family is messed up and just ignoring and sniping at each other isn't great. Uh, and mm. Anne's like, well, don't blame me. It's like, no, we're going to blame you. We are going to yeah. blame you. You have been attacking him and not standing by him and giving him shit about, you know, all you had to do was just have a job and sit behind a desk. It's like, what the fuck? Um, so, I do, do you reckon, though, my take on it, I'm not 100% sold that it was, I mean, because we don't, we don't kind of get told what happened. Um, but I wonder, my take of it when I've watched it is that I've always thought it was that, you know, okay, so they've, that, that like, Anne's keeping him clean without, like, the drugs and stuff. And he's trying to make his own little cocktails of things that'll give him a high. But oh, yeah. I don't know anything about drugs um, because I just don't feel like, like from the morning's conversation and then from like what happens, you know, sandwiching it between this is the bonus of having viewed it a couple of times. I just don't feel like that's where he's at. I don't know why. Maybe that's just my like lethal rose tinted glasses, but I feel like more it was, it was, it was that he was trying to, like get some kind of high by mixing stuff and then it just went wrong. But maybe Yeah, not. yeah, it's possible. I'm wondering if it was more he he was drinking a lot to get that high and then he's like, uh, you know what? It'd be so much easier if I just wasn't here and took a took the whole Yeah, maybe. As well. Yeah. Because the way that like he's not again, he's not sloppy drunk. Like he's still in the suit mm, and tie yeah. when Nate finds him, which is probably just a a directing floor like they just went cool we'll just get you for the scene now same costume yeah. rather than think would he have like taken the tie off um mm. obviously not because of the patriarchy as we mentioned earlier <laughs> that yeah i feel that it's more likely that he was drinking and he just decided i'm gonna take the drugs too mm. I, I i also feel that it's an excuse for them to go and this is a very special thanksgiving episode of gossip girl it's like we're dealing with real issues that kids deal with today, like drugs and suicide and and bulimia and turkey. Mm. The the yeah, nation, that turkey, not the the turkey e- epidemic. epidemic. Yeah, I'm pan- epidemic pandemic. The epidemic of turkeys. I this plot line, I'm not on board with. Honestly, all the others in this episode, yeah. I feel are solid. This one's just sorry, Nate, you're dull. Your storylines are dull, and I am not interested at yeah. all. Yeah, I would have rather seen uh, what's his face, the captain, just GTFO. Yeah, like just honestly, bounce. or yeah, if he just went on the run, if truth be told, if he died, yeah, mm. I'm fine with it. It's all good. It's Gucci. Mm. That seems like an appropriate um, appropriate term for for this the show. Brands. Yeah, it's yeah. it's on branding. Uh, either way, we do not care about Howard whatsoever. I'm still annoyed that they keep calling him the captain because it seems like a ridiculous nickname that no one should get uh, unless you actually do have a little captain's hat. Do you, you want it? All Is that because you want it? No, I really don't. I'll make you a nickname. I'd much rather have I'll change some it other. in my. I'd rather have Commander. I'll change it in my Commander's account. a cooler nickname. I'm going to make you the captain. All right, sure. Cappy. Um. <laughs> I could hear a cry. I could hear a cry there. I could read between the lines, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. 
Captain Jeremy. But okay, that's fine. I'm I'm fine with a nickname that's that's Captain. The Captain? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Because it implies you were the only one or the the, the mm-hmm. highest one. And it's yeah. like he's not. He doesn't even have a boat. Well he does he must have a yacht because Nate goes up on the yacht. He does. Of course he does. Is that why he's called the captain? He's the captain of the yacht. I don't you know what? Let's not get into this. Hopefully it'll be explained in a future episode, but I kinda kinda wish it isn't. Um so <laughs> so back at the loft, their argument is ongoing. This has just devolved into mm-hmm. into a clash between Lily and, and Rufus and Allison. Um this is mm-hmm. not the three three way that I was expecting uh when this episode started. I was kind of hoping that it was just gonna be those three uh, in a bedroom situation instead of an argument situation, but they are kind of bouncing back and forth between each other, which is fine. Uh, and mm-hmm. this is what Serena and Blair walk into in the loft. They're just like, wow, yeah. wow, what's going on? What did we miss? Uh, this is a weird vibe. And as they go to- <laughs> This is a weird vibe. As we go into Dan's room where the other kids are like, oh shit, maybe we're related. There's no chance we're related, right? Oh, look at Eric's roots. What do you mean? What's wrong with my roots? kind of Rufus like. Hey. Serena and Blair. Blair? Yeah, that's me. Explanation to follow, but first, what's going on with our parents? Oh, uh, our dad dated your mom. Yeah, we're not related, though. What? Yeah, ignore my roots. Wait, wait, what? You know what's really weird? There's a garage door in the middle of your room. Oh, is that Cedric? Oh, this day just got a lot worse. Hold on. How serious were they, our parents? Uh, I think it's safe to say that they have had sex. Oh. Oh, no, no. Yeah. No, I'm gonna faint. To repeat, we are not related. She was a groupie, and he was almost famous. Suddenly, my family seems so sane. It's just too much to handle on an empty stomach. Yeah. Yeah. Which is one of the best. Oh. Just that they're talking about, um, about Eric's roots. It's like, most definitely yeah. Rufus roots. Yep. Yeah, they're yeah, very Rufus-y. That's very Rufus-y. And uh, I got my notes here. I remember these scenes being more charming, uh, which I think I, this is kind of where I started to have problems with this episode, where it's just like, there's a lot of fun stuff and it doesn't really get as much attention as it deserves because we've got to make way for Nate's plot and I don't want Nate's plot. Mm. I want like more of this sort of, this drama and energy. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that Dan and Serena might be related. Yeah, wholesome. Um, but they open with very clearly but we're not related like yeah. every second sentence is but we're not related but we're not it's okay we're not we're definitely yeah. not related guys we could be but we're not we could be but we're not but we could be but we're not but we but we could be that could be a problem but, we but be. we're not but we could be <laughs> <laughs> just just in case just we're gonna remind you but we could be it's uh it's yeah. not great uh, so they're like you know what let's just get out of here there's a fire escape let's go uh, even as Blair is looking around the room and being like, cool, so this is Dan's room, huh? There's like a wall that's also a door and there's Cedric. Yeah. And like, it's, oh, this is the energy I want from this episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah so it's good. back to the argument, which again, I like the, the editing in this. I like the camera work. It's kind of like got this uh-huh. handheld janky feel to it that mm-hmm, makes mm-hmm. it feel like an argument where you just eyes are darting around everywhere trying to look for an escape and mm. just jumping between <laughs> everything going on. Uh, yeah. And Allison makes a makes an ultimatum 
Um, she says that emotional infidelity is just as bad as physical infidelity. Uh-huh. So it doesn't matter that she fucked the neighbor guy. The fact that she he Rufus is even talking to Lilia, not not letting on about it, is just as bad. Those uh-huh. are definitely on par. And she basically pulls an an Emily from Friends um, and says, "I want Lily out of your life entirely." Mm. Meek looked confused. Meek looked confused when when I mentioned this. So okay, in Friends, since it's New York, it's also connected with this. At you you know the concept of Ross and Rachel. Yes. Yes. So they were on a break. Yeah, they're on a break. At a certain point in the series, Ross decides to get married to somebody else called Emily. And they go have a big ceremony in England. And when it comes to say, I take thee, Emily, he says, I take thee, Rachel. Yeah, it's not a good look. And essentially, in the the few episodes following on, Emily goes, okay, so we will stay married. We're not going to get divorced. But you never get to see Rachel ever again because what the fuck, dude? And that seems like a fair fair yeah. thing to do. And that's kind of what Alison's saying here. It's like, cool, you can never see Lily ever again, Rufus. That is the decision. If you want to stay married to me, you tell her to fuck off out of your life. It doesn't matter if our kids are sort of dating. You will never see her again. And that's the ultimatum that they leave that scene on. It's like, what is Rufus mm. going to decide? Mm-hmm. And at the cafe... They're kind of the kids are kids are trying to put the pieces together, and Dan goes, "Oh my god!" When all those times Rufus was giving me advice and being like, "I used to yes. date a girl like Serena," it's like, "Oh god!" He was talking about your mother. He was talking yep. about your mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love that part. Oh, so oh my god! Just how did he not click beforehand? Honestly, uh, and Lily shows up. And um, Dan and Jenny are like, cool, we're just going to bounce. And Blair decides to bounce as well. Um, There's, again, a really nice moment of her just saying saying to Serena, thank you for for looking after me. Thank you for making me eat a sandwich. Uh, Which it has this little, just that element of I'm okay. Like, yeah. I know you're yeah. concerned. I'm going to call the doctor in the morning. It's like, I'm, I've am i got a handle on yeah. it right now. I'm not just putting up a front. And just that we never yeah. see the things that Serena, like, I know I complain about the whole show don't, t- like, telling, not showing. This is yeah. one of those instances where I'm okay with them telling me and not showing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice little moment. Yeah. It's the, the inferredness of it. Like, we don't need to have it shoved down our throats that... Mm. Serena kind of shoved a sandwich down Blair's throat. Mm. Like it's, it says that little line says so much about them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just there. They have chemistry in that moment of friend chemistry. I should say there's this, this, this feeling that both those two characters really care for each other. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I just have feels when people like each other and look after each other. I just, I can't help it. That's what this show is all about. This is why you love this show so much. No, so many. This show is about people being so mean to each other. Maybe that's why I like it. It so rarely happens. <laughs> like you're, it's like t- being touch starved, and then finally someone brushes against you on the train. You're like, oh. <laughs> oh. So when sad. they give you a nice moment here, you're like, oh god, it's beautiful. It's the most amazing thing. It's like, yeah, it's because you haven't had it in a long time. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah. I th- would po- like to point out that Blair probably shouldn't wait until tomorrow to call like her doctor or therapist What's or whoever she's going to call. I don't care. She has had a relapse after a number of months and it seemed like a pretty severe one. She should probably call mm. in the day and just set up an appointment, like an in-person thing. Mm. I'm sure uh, Blair's the type of person that she could speed dial them in the morning and be like on top of the priority list. Oh, yeah, for sure. I just... This is this is adult me talking, <laughs> not 16-year-old yeah, me who's like, no, nah, I got it. Blair doesn't have to deal with the Australian, you know, medical system. So That's true. She's got money, so fine. she doesn't have to deal with the American one either. Uh, yeah, true. And yeah. Lily's meat. Lily has basically, she orders fries for the table for her mm-hmm. and the kids. And it's very clear. Yep. We now know what Rufus decided. Yeah. Uh, which is which is nice. And um, Dan and Jenny see Blair off. Uh, Jenny's like, oh, maybe it's my fault. Maybe I shouldn't have brought Allison back. Yes, you should not have brought Allison back. She was quite happy fucking the neighbor boy in, in up in Hudson. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so far away. It's like Poughkeepsie. Yeah, yeah. Our lives would have been happier if Allison had not come back. It just mm-hmm. just would have kept going. It would have been great. Uh, so yeah, this is on you, Raggedy. This is all your fault. Well, really, all <laughs> she did was bring the inevitable up closer. That's true. That's true. She really, just... this was always going to happen, just whether it happens now or when Dan graduates or when Jenny graduates or when Dan gets married or Jenny chooses to get married. Or That's a good point. I mean, if she hadn't brought her back now, Lily and Rufus probably would have hooked up again and it would have been even bigger once it had actually all come out. So, yeah, yeah there's that. Uh, so Allison and Rufus find them and decide to have a family football game because um, yes. that's what... That's what families do in America on Thanksgiving. They toss the pig skin. Yeah, that's a definitely a thing. How they refer to it. Uh, it's a it's weird. I don't get it. Either way, um, Dan points out that his Rufus has probably set the relationship of Dan and Serena back a couple of months by this sudden yep. revelation that oh yeah, my dad fucked your mum. Yep. yep, a lot too probably. <laughs> it's like by great, the sounds of it. Great. Um, there's a moment in this scene when when Dan's saying, so why didn't you tell me about Lily? That it has never been more obvious that Penn Badgley is not a teenager, that it feels like he's like 26 and talking to one of his bros, like, man, why didn't you tell me about Lily? Jeez, you're holding out on me, man. Come on, you, yeah. you tell each other these things. I've told you all about fucking Serena, or not in this case. So why didn't yes. you tell me? It's, like, it's, it's weird. It just feels like he's his little brother, like dating it's because allison's nearby there's a diameter of anything anything when she's around is weird yeah there's just an odd dynamic it it always kind of feels like dan is actually their younger brother rather than their son yeah yeah which makes it weird that they were married but still you know what i mean it's like he's just the youngest sibling to both of them rather than the the, the child but some people have that relationship with their parents anyway, though. Like some people do have more of a roommate slash, you know, dorm buddy yeah. relationship than they have a. When there's like 15 years between you, usually, yeah. <laughs> no, but okay, anyway, this, we'll save this one for our when we when we solve people's life problems. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you've Podcast. got life problems, uh, write in to us. Um, we're quite happy to, <laughs> to help out. We will answer first as us, and then we'll do give the Gossip Girl solution. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the time it will be fuck the nanny or something, so... Um, or you know, send them to, to Monte show. Carlo. Oh yeah, you're right. That's that's One Tree Hill. Um, I love again. I I didn't know you were such a big U two fan. Blair has her little um, catharsis moment with Eleanor as they mm-hmm. they hash it out. As Eleanor semi apologizes yeah. for triggering a bulimic incident, yeah. uh, which I don't think she yeah. realizes has happened. But the real reason that she's so upset is the divorce papers arrived. And it's like, no, she didn't. She knew it was coming, but it's still, mm-hmm. it's still a tough time for for Eleanor right still now. Still hurts, yeah. Uh, particularly because she she couldn't really say to Blair what was going on, because if the divorce mm. went through and Blair had to choose between parents to live with, it's very clear which parent she would choose to live with. Yeah, and Eleanor just really doesn't want to be alone. Yeah, and it's like. Cool motive. Still triggered your daughter into a bulimic episode. Yeah. Not cool. Armor. Poor execution. Yeah. 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 It's like you are you are very damaged. You both are. It's not fair. But you are mm. working through it together, which is is nice. Mm. Uh, and you do yeah. you can be there for each other. And then speaking of um, very special episodes, Howard wakes up in the hospital. Um, he's like, no, it was just an accident. I don't remember taking those drugs. Oops. Uh, and Nate's yeah. like squeezing his hand, like, Dad, I need you to be here for me. I can't do this without you. And it's like, yeah, I understand all of that. It's very, very sweet, but it feels so cloying. Mm. Like, it, this isn't, again, this isn't Gossip Girl. You have melodrama with relationships, not melodrama because your dad's getting embezzled or is getting charged with embezzlement. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't yeah. care about that storyline. It's, it's one mm. step too far. Like, we've already got the bulimia. We've already got the infidelity. Mm. Now we've got the suicide mm. attempt and fraud. It's like, oh, just... Yeah. Okay, cool. This this feels like um, a backlash against... We're not... We're dealing with real issues. I already said this, so oh, I'm not going to go mm-hmm. through it again. Uh, it does make a nice little juxtaposition between last year with when everyone was happy. Yes. Yeah. And um, they were giving turkey to to take home to Howard, and yeah. um, Serena's all passed out because she's been drunk all day. Yeah. And it's yeah. just back when things were good before Dan. Yeah. Which... Before Dan into their <laughs> lives. No, seriously. I, actually, that's not true, is it? It's um. What what triggered? this whole downward spiral. Was it Serena sleeping with Nate? Well, we never quite know when Gossip Girl started. We never quite know when Gossip Girl started. But it seems like within a small period of time, Blair's dad left. Serena vanished after having sex with Nate. Um, Well, Serena vanished before... Serena vanished before Blair's dad left. Yes, but only just. Yeah, because she wasn't actually away that long, and it seems like anyway. Gossip Girl was going before. Anyway, we'll we'll get into this another time. We'll <laughs> make when... a timeline another day. I'll get my Charlie Day on, and I'll get one of those like pin boards of timelines oh, yeah. in Red Bull. Yeah, and I do like this this family montage that we have. 
Uh, we get little yeah. flashbacks to what life was like a year ago and what it's like now. Like we have Lily coming to pick up Serena and being like, oh, my little girl, mm-hmm. and she fell asleep because she had too much turkey maybe, <laughs> despite the fact that this is something that happens yeah. every year probably. And then we flash to them yeah. now and they're like, they're working, they're, they're joined together as a family. They're laughing and they're having yeah. fun in this little diner yeah. in Brooklyn. And that's yeah. sweet. And we see, um, again, the Humphreys having fun playing football, whereas last year they were a little bit like just having this odd conversation around the um, around the dinner table. Mm. But, yeah, it's, it is kind of showing what once was and what now is and whether yeah. that's moved along from one way to another, like whether that's grown or fallen back. The point is that I don't fucking know. I don't know what this show is about anymore. <laughs> time has passed. Time is a weird is inevitable. Soup. Time is a weird soup. Uh, the moral of the story, the theme of this show is love and joy. You know what? And okay. life. The moral of this is that things are hard, but if everyone is together, you can be happy. Yeah. Yeah, because you get Eleanor and Blair eating something together and they're kind of, like they're just don't like, know how happy Nate laughing. is, but for everyone else, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and Chuck's not even in it at all. No, Chuck's not allowed to be happy. Chuck's brooding. That's what Chuck's doing. He's sitting alone on the couch. Chuck is Actually, writing sonnets to Blair as we speak. You know what? I believe Chuck- he is. He's sitting on the couch. He's got the mimic helping him out. He's sitting there with a glass yeah. of scotch in one hand. It's crumpled yeah. up pieces of paper all around the hotel suite. And they're just like these Byron-esque, Byron-esque um, mm. sonnets and poetry. And it's all agony mm. and torture and cum stains all over it. Um, you had me until cum stains. <laughs> so... On that note, I feel it's best that we wrap wrap up this episode. And there is one thing that we do before, um, well, at the end of every episode of this podcast, and Uh that is pick a character from the TV show that we have just watched and talk about whether we would make them in, or which one we would make into a player character or NPC in our role-playing game. Uh, And this week I'm going to go first, because I made you go first last week, if I remember correctly. Uh Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, I have picked uh, really the MVP for this episode, uh, Lily Vanderwoodson. She Ooh. was kicker. She was funny. Uh, she was bringing her A game in terms of acting. Uh, she just had a remarkable chemistry with everyone else on screen. Uh, uh-huh. I feel that she, this was her episode. Like her uh-huh. storyline, kind of, apart from Nate, who was there for some reason. Um, her storyline wove through everybody else. She was in the flashback. She was in Blair's story. She's in in um, Serena's story. She's in Dan's story. All uh-huh. of that ties in uh-huh. with everyone. So Lily uh-huh. is the, the integral part of that. And to uh-huh. me, she's going to be a player character. She is the player character, much like when I picked Rufus very in the very first episode, just this guy who has to make choices based on what is best for his children. That is what uh-huh. Lily has to do as well. But where Rufus mm. is making choices, like, for his kids involved, Lily is making choices that deliberately, not deliberately hurt her, but exclude her so her kids can have better things. Particularly in this episode. Yeah. She's like, you know what? I'm going to spend Thanksgiving all alone in my hotel room reading a book. Yeah. 
reading Nicholas Sparks, yeah. which is the torture that everyone should not have to go through, and having room service. Like, it's it's not a tough choice, but it's definitely, yeah. I am giving up things. I am giving up society. She gives things up. Like, as soon as as soon as soon Serena's like, we're not going to the water, she's like, cool. That's yeah. fine. I'm going to support my kids in everything they do. Like, yeah. I, I still, yeah. she still acts like she knows best. But when the kids prove to her this is, like, she puts Eric in an institution for, like, four days, according to the yeah. timeline of this show. Four days. Do you understand? <laughs> four days he was in there. And, but she was seeing what was best for them. And when it's mm. revealed, you know, stuff, maybe, maybe they are capable of doing this. She's like, cool, I will support that. Yeah. And yeah, I I like her in this in this regard. I think that she make an interesting PC in a lot of ways. Uh, I haven't actually mentioned Ooh. any of those ways. I feel that she'd just be an interesting one because she does come with a lot of, let's say, baggage. The kids being the baggage, mm-hmm. like she's got a lot of hooks mm-hmm. that can be drawn on um, for her mm-hmm. characters, and she's got a lot of interconnected NPCs that uh, you can do, like you were saying before with. You just kind of drop that little hint there from your town and you kind of might have grown up with them mm. and you might have a history with them. And that feels like how Lily lives her life. She is the, okay, she is the horny bard that we see in every meme because she has had so many husbands that she's had a couple of kids. <laughs> she knows a lot of bards. This is the horny bard in their late 30s, early 40s of being like, cool, life's hit me now. Right, yeah. I got some choices to make. I've got to, I've got to maintain this lifestyle. I've got to make sure everything's, yeah, okay. That that's Lily as my character. Okay. I hope you go a different route because I feel I'm all off the, I'm off the, I'm really off base with no. that. No, no, that's there is no off base. This is your choice, and you've elo- you've made it very eloquent and lovingly. You know, shared your thoughts, and they are fabulous. I love it. Uh, I have gone a different route. I have chosen Lily though as well. And I've chosen her also as a PC, which I thought maybe you would go an NPC, but I've gone chosen her as a PC, but she gives me some real Terry Darrington vibes. Oh, yeah. So I would play her as like level one wizard, noble background. Probably, probably let's be honest, probs, an, uh, probs a high elf. Oh, yeah. Um, but, Total But elf. one of these nobles that has like lived in like this elvish castle their whole life, had everything done for them, everything provided for them, and is now going out on like a gap year for the first time. And has no concept of how the world around them works. Just has no concept of how one makes food. I don't understand why, like, would just drop stuff and then be surprised that people aren't picking it up after mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, be the one that goes, oh, I'll get drinks and put down, like, 10 gold in some, like, flimsy tavern in the middle of a forest, not even thinking anything of it. Is that not um, enough? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is that is that how this works out here? Um yeah, that's how I would play her as a PC, who then gradually gets experience in life and then starts to, you know, or heck, then just follows the Lily timeline and just ends up marrying Rich and just the cycle starts again. So you wouldn't include the kids at all. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, no. I mean, that's probably a personal choice just because I don't. <laughs> See, <laughs> I don't want the responsibility of children in on grid, grid paper or off grid paper. <laughs> But, but it's great because they're already half grown up. So they can just be like, yeah, I'm off adventuring now because I'm a, a high elf and I live no. forever. See, I would find it's it really interesting. It's still intri- responsibility. I, I would make her a full elf exactly that way, but the kids would then be half elves. Ah. Or, or potentially 
Eric is a full elf, but Serena might be a half elf. It's not really clear. She like everyone you yeah. tell everyone that she's a full elf, and then it's like, well, who's her dad? And yeah. you get the whole, well, maybe she's related to Dan element. Because I feel couple, that's. Couple, couple, couple. I was gonna go dun dun dun. <laughs> I was trying to keep it on theme. What's great is I now have um I now can just take that clip and put it in whenever I want. We can be in a really serious moment, and then listeners, you get to hear just me going gobble 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 gobble. <laughs> it's going to be great. I can do that in any other podcast that I do as well. I'll it'll make me laugh. Amazing! I'm glad. I'm very glad. Uh, so thank you so much for listening, dear listeners. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Uh, we have wrapped up this episode, so jo- subscribe so you can join us next week when we talk about episode ten, High Society. Uh, I'm so excited. Do you, do you really like society? No. Well, I really like, hang on, actually, let me just double check. This is the episode I think it is. This is the ball. Oh, yes. Yes, the debutante ball. Uh, which, oh, wait, right. about your debutante ball, Jeremy. Oh, have I got some stories about debutante balls? Oh, hell yes. Oh, yeah. I grew up in the country. Debutante balls were the. Exactly. Yeah. This is is going to be great. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. So if you are also interested in hearing about our stories of Debbie or Tom Balls, because clearly we have a lot of them, make sure you subscribe on wherever podcasts are found. Uh, You can also leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts. You can leave us, well, subscribe on Spotify. Just get us on Spotify. It's really easy and it's really good. I am selling this so well. It's really good. You are. Yay. Go podcast. Uh, you can Yay. also leave us reviews and ratings, which would be really great. Five stars gets us out to more listeners, or you can tell a friend. If you've got a friend who really likes Gossip Girl and really likes D&D, maybe share this podcast with them. Maybe if they just like Gossip Girl, because that seems to be all we talk about. I'm very impressed that we went on very few tangents uh, this episode. We did pretty well. We were well. only turkey related, which I would argue was actually still related. I would agree. I would agree. They were very related. There wasn't actually a turkey in this episode. Which is uh, is telling. Um, well, there was like, there was a dead, like there was a cooked one. The Archibalds. Oh, there was two. There was two. I mm. thought that was a chicken. If you are interested in getting in touch with us, you can send me an email uh, or get on to me on Instagram or Twitter. They're at dndntvpod or chuck in at gmail.com on the end of it if you want to get to the the email addresses. Uh, We would love to hear some feedback and some questions. If you have ways that Gossip Girl or Meek and I can fix your life, let us know. Um, I am sure if if you really want, we will answer as Gossip Girl. That'd be great. (laughs) I'll answer as Gossip Girl Turkey. Yeah, Gossip Girl Turkey. XOXO. And Meek, where can people find you online? Uh, turkeysahot.com? No, you can find me at blushing underscore bard. Um, no turkey content, unfortunately. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll put an Easter egg turkey content up shortly. And oh so all God. the real turkey stands can... Maybe I'm going to start a Lord-style Instagram account where I just rate the attractiveness of turkeys. You need to get some turkey-themed dice uh, on the web store. <laughs> I don't know if they really go with the aesthetic, but maybe, maybe. Um, maybe but anyway, maybe yes, more like four colours, like a pumpkin feel. That could work. Oh, I could, yeah, I could do like four colours, maybe. Yeah. Maybe yeah. next year, 2023 goals, 2022 goals. 
Uh, this will be twenty twenty two. Anyway, that's where I am, cool. and I'm, I'm again. I just apologize profusely for everything you've just endured. <laughs> the stuff that I cut out, you uh, listeners, you would not believe it. Someday there will be a blooper reel of us, and uh, it will be a good twenty hours long. Until next time, stay safe, be kind to yourselves, and may all your hits be crits.